hello and welcome to this Thursday's episode of the 905er podcast and the 905 roundup. Uh, uh, my name is Roland Tanner. I am Joel McLeod. And we have a, a brace of stories, um, uh, a couple of more general interest to everybody in the 905, um, and indeed in Ontario, and a couple a bit more local. But we're starting off with, well, um, a kind of provincial act of scroogery shall we say scroogery is, is that is that word <laughs> it, it, it is, it is yeah. now it is now um it's a good one anyway scrooge mcford has uh has made a decision <laughs> <laughs> um over to you joel you have opinions yes um well it, i i don't think i need to bring anyone up to speed on this as everyone will know her majesty queen elizabeth ii passed away uh this past week and we're not going to get into the the yays or nays of the monarchy as an institution. However, I think we can generally agree that the queen, Elizabeth herself, the queen herself, was a, a, a fairly decent person and a good person, and someone that we you looked at her and you thought you didn't really think anything bad per se. Her her kids maybe not so much, but she herself was a a, a good symbol for this Canada, and she was the queen of Canada, which. Not just the Queen of England, but also the Queen of Canada here, as we are a constitutional monarchy. Which brings us to her memorial, her her funeral, her her commemoration will be this coming Monday, uh, September nineteenth. Now, if you happen to live in Australia or New Zealand, uh, you will get those that day off to pay tribute, pay pay your respects, uh, reflect as you see fit. Uh, but you will not be going to work. You will be doing that uh, perhaps uh, in your own in your own way. Uh, same should be said here in Canada. The, the prime minister said that it will be a, a day off for federal employees. Uh, and if you look out to our eastern part of the country, uh, the Maritimes, so PEI, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, will all be invoking the day off. I believe Newfoundland as well. Quebec, not so much. And definitely not here in Ontario. Uh, Premier Doug Ford has decreed, uh, nope, we'll just have a, a day of mourning at one o'clock. We are granted the right to take a moment of silence. That's it. Uh, this is okay. All, all the all the levity and the, the the sarcasm aside, this has kind of stirred up a bit of a storm on social media. Most people who just say this is you know what, what, you may not like the monarchy as an institution. There's the ties to colonialism, uh, which are, are well established if you pick up a textbook and whatnot. But there is something to be said about this woman was was the face of uh, you know she was on our on our on our money. She was she was the person that we we was the head of our state for. Let's face it. Most of our most people listening, all of our lives, we have not had an, any other king or queen to do this. She was it, and there's something to be said about that as a life of service to the Commonwealth. That is, is there wrong with taking a day to just look on that and and make you know kind of look inward and and kind of give respect to this woman who who you know millions of Ontarians and Canadians would come out to visit her when she visited the country. It, there's 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 something there, and I think um, you know. I think Doug Ford is on the wrong side of this one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think actually the point I would kind of make just occurred to me while, while you were talking is, is that, you know, everybody thinks Justin Trudeau is some kind of dictator. The guy can't even give us a day off uh, unless you actually work for the federal <laughs> government. The, the guy can't give us a weekend, you know, a, a long weekend. Uh, the, the federal government in this country is very weak. Uh, our, our, confederation uh is very decentralized and a huge amount of the of the whip hand lies with the provinces 
Um, and this kind of just illustrates that point. Um, they, they can't even make a national holiday, uh, for goodness sake. Now, you know, as to the uh, as to the, the rights and wrongs of, of the day itself, I'm, I'm not really going to get into that. I, I'm not a royalist, um, but I've got nothing against days off. Um, uh, uh, and I, I've got nothing against the individual monarch uh, per se. Uh, it's, it's what it represents that, that, that I have a bit of a beef with, you know, uh, kind of, I have this thing about democracy. Uh, that sounded really smug, and I didn't mean it to, but, um, you know, it, it, this monarchy is symbolic, and the symbol is anti-democratic, and that's my kind of beef with it. That's neither here nor there right now. Um, I think, you know, if, if she's just as much our queen as she is the United Kingdom's queen, she was just as much uh, our queen as she was Australia's queen or New Zealand's queen or uh, any of the uh, uh, the Commonwealth nations that still have her as head of state. Uh, who is Doug Ford to to say that we should be treated differently? And the re- the reason seems to be reading between the lines that you know certain business um, uh, and industry groups have suggested that it would be you know too too hurtful for business. Well, you know. Give me a break, really. You know, yeah. I mean, we don't. You know, one advantage of of, of being a monarchy, uh, uh, being a monarchy, is we we get a few extra days off. You know, maybe one day every ten years we'll get a day off because of a wedding or whatever. You know, and that that sounds extremely cynical. I don't I don't mean it to be, but this is part of the price of being a monarchy. Uh, the the conservatives have traditionally been the party of tradition and uh, conservatism of keeping of conserving what is best mm-hmm. in the immortal words of Robert Peel, who created that party uh, in eighteen forty five eighteen forty six I think I remember my history lessons I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, uh, the Tamworth Manifesto is where that uh, word was. The Conservative Party was born, um, and uh, the. Yeah, conserving what is best, and and royalty has always been a big part of that. It's like, uh, you know, surely to goodness that if if you think that royal, that that a monarchy is a good thing, and that's a very valid point of view. If you think monarchy is worth preserving, and that's a perfectly valid point of view, then then you know, giving it the honor and respect uh, uh, that that certainly millions of Canadians uh, feel and share uh, about uh, the late uh, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, is completely is completely appropriate within that context, and I, I think it's bizarre that Ontario should want to take a different route for for entirely tedious and uncharitable kind of reasons, rather than um, for any good reason. That's the thing is, you know, this, this, the Conservative Party and the Progressive Conservative Party, because uh, they are two separate entities, both love to wrap themselves in the flag um, and pride themselves on tradition and the, you know, the, the 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 sanctity of our past and how it will, you know, the, the golden days of yesteryear, what we have to rebuild towards. You know, it was it was never as good as as how we once had it. And I find this act is a slap in the face to that. Like it, it it's kind of that it shows that naked ambition that's underneath it all that you know this uh, this myth of oh they're 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 they're, they're, they're you know they want to help build what's, what's strong in this country and i like to say the idea of small business unable to shut down for a day um because here, here's, 
here's what's going to happen. You know, the, the ones who are not going to shut down are going to be your Tim Hortons or your McDonald's. They are going to be just fine. Like they are not going to, uh, they're, uh, to me, they're, they're not going to be hurting for a, a day clo- uh, closed down. And it, it's kind of this, this, like it's this weird, this weird, uh, yin yang approach that this government has towards business. They love to pride themselves on, oh, our, you know, private enterprise, it can do anything. It can, you know, once we unleash the power of private enterprise and, and innovation and, and we can do anything in this country, you know, we, the, the secret to, um, for our, our long-term care problems, it, private sector they're going to innovate and they're going to find better ways of doing it and yet at the same time can we have a day off to commemorate our queen oh they're so they're so hard done by they can't they can't they couldn't possibly bear the weight of one day off to pay their employees and it's like no you can't have it both ways either our our businesses are so weak and and hard hard hard, hard to get by and they're, they're scraping by and they're just they're so weak and, and incapable of any kind of change or any bad things that might happen that in which case then we better start propping up with massive handouts and tax breaks and just hand them everything which maybe that's what is coming down the line who knows or they're strong enough that they can they can weather any change any any rules any laws or any or the commemoration of our head of state they should be able to weather that one day like it's just one day they'll make up that money later in the in the week and actually uh, it actually touches back on something that came up in yesterday's interview keenan loomis and i didn't make make the whole interview about this one point so we moved on but uh we were discussing the uh ontario chamber of commerce's uh and the individual branches of the chamber of commerce opposition to the increase in in, in minimum wage back in 2018 and uh uh Keenan Loomis said, well, you know, this was connected with kind of the Liberals' last-ditch attempts to stay in power. And I could dispute elements of that. Um, uh, But more to the point, um, um, what I do remember very well from that time is that you know, if you, if you if when surveys were done of members of the chambers of commerce around the province, small businesses, businesses like mine, um, from micro to to minimal. Uh, overwhelmingly, we're just fine with an increase in, in in minimum wage because we appreciated that that our business don't succeed with badly paid staff. Uh, we have to pay well to get the kind of staff that we want. Uh, paying b- bad wages is, is is bad business for small businesses. The people who kicked up a stink about um, minimum wage uh, and who insisted that you know any increase would would you know kill off businesses left, right, and centre, which it didn't, and which it never does, uh, were the big businesses, the major corporations, the Labatts and the Molsons and the WalMarts and the Amazons and the rest of them. Those are the ones that complain. The ones who are never going to go out of business because of anything, but who are answering to their shareholders and uh, and thinking of the end of year report profit percentages uh, which has nothing at all to do with with good business sense in fact so which is a long way of, of coming back to this that you know certain business groups um I, I believe have said you know this would be a bad thing to take the day off well that's well, not can, coming from small businesses say, that's say, coming from big on, business no let's say it it's on the on, on twitter the canadian federation of independent business Came out and said we shouldn't have a day off. It, it's it's too onerous. And you're right for all the reasons that you just said. It's not onerous. One day off to commemorate our head of state is not a. It's, nobody's going to go to business for that. It's a bullshit argument. And what I think this small moment is that it's become nakedly clear. Doug Ford and the PC party does not care about institutions. They don't care about uh, people who 
in individual citizens of this country who say, well, I want to pay homage or my respects in my way. I, w- I would like a day to do that. They don't care about that. They care about money uh, and the money of their friends. They care about, they care, they, they don't, they don't care how, they just know that their friends need to make more money this year than they did last year. And they don't care how. Yeah, uh, and you know, and I th- we're, we're expendable for that. Is, yeah, is what and, it comes down to. And I think it's perfectly, perfectly acceptable and perfectly natural and perfectly respectful in all honesty. If you're a person who's simply going, I want an extra day off. They're getting it. 60 yeah. million people are getting it in that country. 30 million people are getting it in that country. 18 million people are getting it in that country. Why the hell aren't I getting it? I think that's perfectly fine. We don't even have to talk about the rights and wrongs and honoring this and that and the other. I think it's like, you know, this this is the system yeah. we have. This is what's deemed appropriate uh, across large swathes of the former empire, the commonwealth, whatever. And we dispute the rights and wrongs and otherwise of, of all that stuff and how this came to be. Ultimately, why the hell are they getting a day off and we're not? It's as simple as that. You know what? Let's leave it at that for our first break. Uh, we'll be right back just after this. And we're back from our break. Uh, so we are leaving the, the exciting world of constitutional monarchies and colonialism and uh, and, and the passing of, of heads of state into the myopic world of, uh, well, the city of Burlington uh, electoral policies. Uh, amongst other things. Uh, Roland, what, what do we have? Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of things going on in Burlington that I think uh, deserve mention. Um, and uh, uh, certainly uh, we'll do with the, with, the, with the smaller of the two first, maybe, uh, uh, and and the bigger one last. So stay tuned to the end of the episode, people. Um, the... Uh, uh, the first one is 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 this um the city's holding something called uh food for feedback uh, which is an event on september 17th at brant hills park which is in uh, ward three i believe uh in fact I'm, i don't just believe i am sure um yep and uh no this is an event where where food is being provided uh uh at, at the expense of the city uh and councillors will be in attendance um and, and to be fair anybody can be there uh candidates can be in attendance too um, the, per- the purpose of the event though is to provide feedback on city policies to so the city has an idea of what's what's working what's not yeah and, and i think it's important before, before we get into this to to say that you know i don't believe that councillors should be unable to do their job during the election period they're still councillors they still have a job to do the particular format of this event is well, let's put it, I mean, the most generous way you can put it is it's a little bit unfortunate because when you're kind of providing food and uh, refreshments to people, it takes on a bit of the tone of a of a kind of of a kind of meet and greet. And and you are um, walking a very fine line of of um, of uh, suggesting that that you know, kind of giving city endorsement to 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 the incumbents and, you know, and they are going to get publicity from this and they've already been tweeting it uh, councillor nissan has been you know, sending out on his twitter account um uh, i know that several councillors i i believe um uh, councillor sharman councillor kearns i believe i stand to be corrected if i'm wrong if i am wrong i apologize and we'll correct it in the next episode but i believe that they've kind of said you know i'm not going to go to this event and they haven't said why they haven't said we're not going to go because of this but... well that uh, no uh, councillor sharman did he, there's a community picnic or a barbecue happening up uh, in a, uh, a neighborhood in his riding that he's been invited to and he's going to attend that which again is fine uh, i think in the uh 
uh, scheme of things. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I know um, some people, including um, regular listeners to this podcast, have have um, have uh, feel very strongly about this and have made their feelings known to the city. And I'm sure um, the uh, city manager and the city clerk are are, are ruining the day <laughs> as we speak. Um, but no, I think I think it's a fair point. I mean, it, it's it's skirting the rules. It's it's a. I mean, they, yes, they. Sh- I guess they could be allowed to attend, but really, I mean, it because if I if I was a if I was uh, an, uh, a contender for the the mayor seat or for Ward Three, um, or heck, for any of our uh, uh, any seat in uh, on the council, you're go to something like this, and you are walking around. People are going to come up to you and say, "Well, okay, well, this is my issue. What are you going to do about it? This is I have I have this issue with city policy. You you want to be a counselor? You know, it's almost like you know, maybe that's what if they turn it into that, that might be fine. They said to all the other candidates, "Hey, you want to show up to this and hear what people are are having to say? Maybe that's how you do it. But to say no, only existing candidate, like sorry, sitting councils can can attend. It's, well, I think anybody, any anybody can. I think anybody can attend. Um, so, uh, but you're not allowed to campaign. Yeah. They they said if we're going to keep a close eye on any campaign. It's like, well, what define campaigning? Yeah. Because if I if I here's the thing, I you're Roland, you ran for a ward two council. Say you were it, and I walked up to you and I said, Roland, I got I got a big problem with you know the I, I need I want my park redone. I want a massive overhaul. I want you know top to bottom new funding for my park. Are you going to make it happen? You're my council. Okay, sure. Let me take your number. We'll get to work on it. You know. Are you? Are you? Is that way of securing my vote? What if? What if uh, an opponent said, "Well, you know, I, I, I would do that too." Okay, well, maybe I'd vote for you. Like it's, it's the problem is, is the city-funded event. It is a city, and it's. I think what it comes down to is something that you and I have talked about numerous times on this. Is that the city staff are removed from the realities of politics of the council? They don't like how how you would not. If you were sitting on this on the city staff, like the the top echelons of the city staff, and you saw to say, why don't we just hold? Like, what do we what do we need to know now? We're less than or about a month away from a municipal election. What do we need to know now to change our policy? Why wouldn't we just sit tight for another month? We'll have another one of these after the after the uh, election, and the the new council, whatever iteration it may take, they can attend and they can hear. Hey, this these are the issues that you need to get to work on. What was the harm in that? To me, the timing screams as a red flag. Of yeah, the, the, the are we, timing. Are we, are we used- timing. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree completely. I mean, I think the timing yeah. speaks at its best to naivety on on the part of the city clerk and the city manager. Um, okay, so so I, I don't think they're going out their way to help the incumbents i don't no, i don't I believe don't. that for a minute i i just think they i think the city clerk in particular wasn't here during uh burlington's recent history uh for instance at the last election when the the then challenger to the incumbent mayor the, the challenger being marianne mead ward screams bloody murder about this kind of thing um and, mm-hmm. and i know that because her campaign manager points <laughs> is willing to point uh the person who was a campaign manager in 2018 is willing to point that out to me it's like we complained about this you complained about this exact thing, and now she's doing it. Uh, now the, the current mayor is doing the same thing. Um, so I think you know th- that that does provide a fair amount of um, um, it, hypocrisy. It, it, yeah, it's the hypocrisy. I mean, it, is this going to swing the election one way or the other? No. Um, Wellington, you know, the, the the two people who we know are going to be attending this event, or who have said they're attending, uh, namely the mayor and and the, the councillor for Ward Three, Rory Nissan. I I, I would be astonished. Uh, I, I will eat my hat if either of them isn't um, elected again. Um, 
you know, particularly in the case of the mayor, let's put it that way. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'd be delighted as very often in my life to be proved completely ignorant and wrong. Uh, so I you know, don't want anybody to think I'm swinging anything well, here. But, but uh, th- this is, this is just it, poor decision. It's poor decision making on part of the city staff to throw this uh in the in the midst of a municipal election there's no urgent need to get this information any information from the public on the on the any urgent matter especially not in this manner um that needs to be done no decision major decisions are going to be made in the next month prior to a a, a municipal election um but it it shows us the the kind of like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing in at the municipal level you know, like somebody really should have sat, sat up and said, "No, we're going to postpone this for a, a month and a half, maybe, until we get a new council and they can do, it, they can take care of it, or at least for it to say we'll we'll host it, but no, no candidates, candidates are allowed to attend at all, which would mean that the mayor and councillor and uh, the would not be able to attend. Well, and perhaps you know, the councillor should the councillor be using his city his city Twitter account, the account that that he uses for city business." be using that same account um to publicize you know it's it's a it's a messy gray area in some respects and and there's no easy way around it and i don't think we should be so pedantic about this that 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 everybody always loses i mean i you know we saw a few weeks ago or a couple months ago that you know candidates trying to announce their the fact that they were running standing on the the forecourt in hamilton which is a massive public square one of the most biggest most obvious public squares in the city and they got booted off the forecourt um you know meanwhile incumbents were allowed to use that same forecourt for official business now it's like you know was the city technically in the right yes does it look terrible yes um this kind of situation is the city technically in the right i think it's more it's bad judgment um you know would they just have been wise to postpone this um for a month you know uh, or a month and a half or whatever it is i think also yes um so it's it's a there is a, a a track record now of poor judgment um when it comes to how um the city clerk's office and to an extent the city manager's office uh interrelate with with the mayor and whether they are willing and able to to be properly independent and to stand up to her and say no, we don't think you should do this. And I'm not sure that they can do that, and they they really have to. Um, you know, the the mayor is a very strong and um, opinionated person. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you're the city clerk, you're you're the referee here of the election. You're you're the person who makes sure that the election is run fairly. You you've got to be well. You've got to be able to stand up to to the mayor and say no uh you know this is technically within the rules but i think it's a bad idea and that's probably what needs to be said here um yeah i don't know if it's technically within the rules is putting it too strongly it's a gray area and if it's a gray area let's not do it um especially in election moving on but staying in burlington um yeah i mean this one has bad pun coming in folks this story has a little bit more teeth to it (laughs) this story Uh, will run and run oh goodness So if I, and this is a story that I don't think is just uh, local to or necessarily local to Burlington. I'm pretty sure this has been reflected in all uh, every municipality um, in the 905 west of Toronto. But coyotes, uh, they are well, they're here to stay apparently. Um, but uh, that's not a good thing because they're they're very they're getting very very aggressive. So if here in Burlington, the south central area of Burlington, an elderly woman was bitten by. A coyote as she was out um just minding her business going for a walk 
Um, I think she was in, uh, in, in fact asleep in a in sort of a garden and woke up to found to find a, right. a coyote biting her. I think that's the but it, it yeah. But I mean, it, this isn't like a you know she she herself was not being aggressive to no, no. to the animal or or, or anything. It was completely unprovoked. Um, my understanding is she is okay. Uh, uh, although I'm sure a bit shaken uh, from the from the situation, as any of us would be, but this has kind of been a long time coming. Uh, this isn't a, a an event that we're, I don't think anyone here in Burlington. I doubt that anyone in the 905 would really say, "Oh my gosh, that's so shocking." Everybody would say, "Well, this is going to happen eventually." Uh, for years, years, um, we have been hearing about coyotes walking brazenly through residential streets, not not up near new developments up uh, up on the escarpment, but like right downtown. Right, you know, neighborhoods down by the lake, uh, you know, long-established neighborhoods. And for years, citizens have been calling into City Hall saying, what are we going to do about this? Can we send animal control to send traps or relocate or to, to do something with these coyotes? To which the response has always been, nope, nothing. Can't do anything about them. Um, the best we got was uh, just, you know, don't leave out garbage. Don't feed them. They'll, they'll leave you alone. Well, they aren't. Um, the, the fear, like I'm, I'm a parent. I've had coyotes in my neighborhood. I've had, I had coyotes walk. We've seen coyotes walking down this, the, the, my street in my neighborhood. Um, the, the fear is that, you know, if we have young children out, we expect them to be able to go play safely in their neighborhood, go to the neighborhood parks, go over to their friends' houses and play and, and act as children. The last thing we should be fearful of is, oh, is there a coyote stalking our, 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 our children? Um, and I, I, that sounds might sound hy, uh, hyperbolic, folks, but let's be. I, I think at this point we're not. Now, the, the reason why I want to bring it up is I think the city's official, the city posted an official response on their Facebook page. I think it's a little bit tone deaf. And I'm going to uh, quote uh, quote directly from this. Uh, so when people feed coyotes intentionally or unintentionally, coyotes become familiar with humans, are no longer afraid of humans, and show more and more aggressive behavior, as is being seen in South Central Burlington. From what city staff shared uh, with uh, Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry, scientific and veterinary experts, the experts are convinced these localized attacks are coming from coyotes who have been conditioned to see humans as a food source. Um, it goes on, but basically it's saying that it's people's fault because they leave food out. Well, no kidding. It's called garbage day. Tell me, tell me, anyone who's anyone who's listening to this podcast who does not put out their garbage the night before garbage pickup, uh, or maybe get put it out on on the morning of on your way up to if you manage to time, like if you don't do it, let us know because I'd love to know what you do with it in that case. But it's this is ridiculous to say. Well, it's your fault because you let out you leave out food uh, as a food source. We all do. It's a city. Well, uh, also let's remember that that the city. Um... The city reduced the number of of, of, uh, uh, of black black bag garbage collections uh, a few years back for, for, from every week to every two weeks, which which generally I'd be supportive of, but but it means that that sometimes your garbage are now sitting around a bit longer. Find the green bin stuff goes out every week. The green bin stuff should be in animal proof uh, bins um, or trash cans. Um, so it shouldn't be a problem, but I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll say how I felt about this whole issue four years ago when, when I was sort of from the point of view of a candidate, and it was like it was a tough one to know what to do with because there there were many residents who understandably worried and concerned about coyotes and seeing coyotes. I've I've seen coyotes numerous times uh, when I lived in Burlington. Um, I've seen them late at night. I've had I've been followed by a coyote that was very very persistent um, and was not easily hazed is the word they seem to use um i certainly made a noise and i shouted and i 
I, you know, uh, and it it wasn't going to come. I didn't feel threatened in so far as it wasn't going to come close to me. I mean, it was since it was interested in my dogs, um, but at the same time, it also wasn't going away. Um, and so it was, um, it not, you know, it certainly left an impression. Let's put it that way. Um, so you know, sort of reading on on the city website that you know coyotes are naturally timid. Well, it depends how hungry they are. I think in my experience, I got the impression that this one was young and very very hungry. And um, you know, if you're hungry enough, you stop being shy, right? Um, but, but but as a candidate, it's like, well, I don't want to. I really didn't want to be the kind of knee jerk. Let's just shoot them, relocate them, right. sort of thing. And it's like well, the, the experts, such as uh, I understood them, were saying this is not the way to go. This doesn't actually help. Killing the coyotes, relocating coyotes, isn't actually a solution. So yeah, that's where I was. I mean, that's it's like that's what I felt. But, see, but, here's, but, but here's the big problem. Here we are now with people being attacked. I was like, well, this isn't. This can't go on. You know, this this isn't no, acceptable. It, what, but here's the problem is that we, why do we have coyotes to begin with? It's because we've encro- encroached onto their habitats. You know, for decades, we constantly just said, okay, let's keep building out up on the escarpment and build a new neighborhood here and here, here. Uh, and, you know, here's a field. Let's build a, a, a new neighborhood. And lo and behold, we've destroyed their habitats and they've come down into our habitats. And I, what gets me is, uh, you know, this might be beating a dead horse because we're going to bring it back to development because hey, it always comes back to development on this podcast. <laughs> surprise, surprise, it's all connected. And, you know, so we, we encroach onto their, their habitat. The coyotes come down, or other wild animals, will come down into ours and to eat our food. Heck, flashback, we had a black bear in uh, in a park here in Burlington a few years ago because it came down off the escarpment because we had dug into their into its habitat. Yet we don't talk about, okay, we do have to stop just assuming we can keep building a new neighborhood on the other side of that road or the other side of that field. We need to start talking about intensification. We need the land that we have to say we need to start maximizing the use of the land that we've used so far. Will it solve the coyote problem? No. My hope is it doesn't exacerbate it. Yeah, and I think I think it's a little bit naive to as you know, again, like you said, if you if you go to the city website to basically say, well, you know, this is this is this is caused by by garbage, by food sources, by barbecues, by bird feeders. Fine, then ban those things, and good luck to you. <laughs> Trying to ban people's barbecues and bird feeders. These are the things that we have done as humans for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, you can't. You've got to be realistic here. Human society produces garbage. It also produces barbecues and bird feeders. You're going to have to live with it. Um, now, my understanding is that. Um, the certainly one of the dens or problem coyotes was tracked down to a vacant lot of which there are many in Burlington um, developers buy up lots sit on them for decades and decades in some cases uh, well certainly certainly years and years and years um, they often do not take particularly good care of that land while it was sitting sitting vacant in fact a you know, a scrappy and unpleasant looking lot can sometimes motivate a city to to let a developer do what it wants to do um because the city gets sick of looking at it um so you know are you absolutely sure that that this is just down to citizens being citizens and not looking at their garbage or you know are we finding that some of these vacant lots that the developers sit let sit around for years and years on end are also providing a very uh, convenient and comfortable habitat for um, for, for the coyotes. Um, you know, one thing we can be sure of. I mean, it's now reached a point where where just saying tie up your trash bags, people, isn't good enough. I mean, if that really is the problem, then provide people with better 
garbage uh, things. Ban bird feeders if you really want to. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to do that though. Um, you know, I mean, if that's really the problem, then then don't let us do it. I mean, there's all kinds of things. What I, what I like was the best response that the city had to this whole situation was, "We're going to give you a whistle. Go go get a whistle." And then they ran out of whistles. And I'm like, that that to me struck me as like the entire platform. What can we do? Uh, get a whistle, and maybe that'll and like. Here's the thing: the whistle will work probably initially. Um, what will happen though is that my bet is that coyote will just get used to it. The coy- like that's the thing: the coyote gets used to our behavior and our our thing, and it's uh, and as I remember, yeah, I mean, it's like it's, I, know, I I was I guess stalked by a coyote. My and myself, my my two dogs, uh, my wife, uh, or four four of us, kind of big group. Um, stalked by a coyote for a good 15 to 20 minutes and, and i shouted at it i'm pretty sure i threw rocks at it um and it did not go away uh so i'm not sure a whistle would have had any effect um i'm really not sure that a whistle would have had any effect at all uh you know sometimes making a gesture it's better to do nothing um it, it, you know bloody hell yeah i mean it's like you're gonna if you're gonna have whistles at least buy a big enough bag of whistles i mean my goodness um it just it looks it looks reactive it looks knee-jerk it looks stupid um so I, I, and I, you know maybe they work i know it still looks stupid um so i'm not too impressed by that let's leave it at that um uh, an episode of disappointments so well, uh, we're a little rays of sunshine here <laughs> the 905 <laughs> all right folks well that's it for uh, for this week thanks for listening we'll be back on tuesday with another episode take care that's it for this episode of the 905er thank you for listening as always you can send us your feedback thoughts and concerns or ideas for future episodes to our email info at 905er.ca we'd love to hear from you you can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through patreon as well as paypal visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab as well links are in the show notes for your convenience Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.